Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could just get a midwife to come on this podcast so you could ask her anything? Well, guess what? (laughs) That is exactly what we've done. Joining us on the podcast today, Ask a Midwife Anything, it's Pip Davis. Yay! Yay! Thank (laughs) you so much. Do you know what? I think, I don't think we've ever had so many questions sent in for these Q&As. So it's obviously a much needed chat and lots of people are looking forward to you answering their questions. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I love to chat. I'm always up for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. And also, can I just say what a zhuzhy backdrop you've got? You've got yourself a ah. neon sign. You've got like lights that are like, I mean, it, I'm just in the shit attic and George is in bed. Just in bed. Uh, maybe I need to put a neon sign No, you here. do. I wonder what Judgey James would think <laughs> if I just put made by <laughs> mummies. Like, maybe I need to just jump back in bed, to be honest, guys. You know, <laughs> I like the bed set up. I'm all for that. Comfort <laughs> always. Yeah, it is nice. Not going to lie, it is nice. Now, Pip, we, as George just said, we have got hundreds of questions um, to mm. try and get through. So we'll bash them out. I'm going to kick us off. How how to get hospital staff to listen to you during birth rather than dismissing pain concerns? Oh, this is such an interesting question, isn't it? And I think it comes down to that fear that so many people have in pregnancy. And I think we do live, unfortunately, nowadays in a little bit of a culture and an epidemic of birth fear. Um, mm. And it really saddens me to hear that anyone feels like they they even need to ask this question, you know, like it shouldn't even be a th- conversation we're having, should we? Because birth is safer than ever, but despite it being safer than ever, we are more fearful of it. And I think it really comes down to educating yourself antenatally. So you're really aware of your options. Yeah. And that means that you can formulate a birth preference sheet that you can have a really great, robust kind of comprehensive discussion with your healthcare provider about your options and your choices. Um, and I always recommend using a tool called Brain, which is benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition, and nothing. So if you're faced with a conversation or a discussion around something, and one of the common ones is induction of labor, um, you can say to your midwife, your obstetrician, whoever you're having that conversation with, great, I understand the recommendation because of X, Y, Z is an induction of labor. 
what are the benefits? What are the risks? What are my alternatives? What do I feel like? Women's intuition is powerful, right? Yeah. And what about if I do nothing and have that conversation? Um, it's a two-way street, but at the end of the day, it's your body. So you say, yes, it happens. You say, no, it doesn't. Like the control is always with you. Um, yes. But definitely educate yourself, be empower yourself with the information to have those discussions and recognize that your healthcare provider is on your side. You're on the same team. Um, we want a good outcome for you and your baby in the same way you do. Um, so don't feel like you're getting into some battlefield because I promise you, you're just not. Everyone is there for the same game. Yeah, I think a lot of people, there's a lot of fit, like sort of scaremongering that goes around that, you know, people ask for pain relief and, and they don't let them have it. Or, mm. you know, and I, I mean, I haven't been in that situation, so I can't say, but I think, yeah, like you say, if you know what you want and what you need and all that stuff going into it, then I guess you're in a better place to ask for it. A hundred percent. And also, obviously, birthing plans change during that experience, don't don't they, as we know. But if you go in there and say, you know, I want an epidural, which is what I did. I said, please, can I have an epidural? They were like, yeah, absolutely. We'll bring mm. the anaesthetist up. And my husband moved the car. And then by the time I'd come back, I'd had it. it you know, yeah. if, it, you know, you just need to, you know, like you said, Pip, just be very clear on what you, what you ask for. And ask, ask, ask for advice as well in those moments but ultimately your body your choice exactly right George this is I think this would be quite a common question how do you know when to go to the hospital when you're in labor Mm. so first of all it's very individual and the reason I say that is because some women will have a labor that lasts four days some will have one that lasts four minutes and we don't always know who's gonna fit in what box so it is really individual and what I would say is you have got a 24 7 telephone access to a midwife so don't ever worry about phoning them and being like what do you think and have a chat and then decide based on your individual circumstance and history when's a good time for you as a general rule especially for first-time mums because generally if you've been through labor before you kind of know when things are getting a bit closer and you need to sort of hop into the hospital if that's where you want to have your baby. But for first time mums, we want to be looking for contractions that are coming regularly. Um, They last for about 45 to 60 seconds. And in a 10 minute period, you're having three to four contractions. So in in a 10 minute period, three to four contractions that are lasting 45 to 60 seconds. And that's been going on for an hour or so. So it's kind of regular because sometimes what happens is your body's like, yes, let's have a baby. And you have these awesome contractions. Yeah. And then you get tossed to and they stop. Yep. Mm. So we want to know that things are really heading there because there's nothing more frustrating than going to hospital and being sent back home. Like so frustrating and disheartening and a bit of a waste of time when you're trying to protect this beautiful birth bubble environment. So that's a, a rough guide but if your waters break if you have any bleeding if you're worried about baby's movement we'd always want to see you regardless of contractions so having that number to give a little call to for a bit of advice can be really really helpful yeah although when I went to hospital with Gigi that they told me i definitely wasn't in labor and I had her an hour later exactly that's the difficult thing isn't it so yeah it's a snapshot at that moment we don't know what's going to happen five minutes later I know and I think you just know in your head Mm. like you you do know in your head but you do hear a lot of people giving birth in the car park don't you (laughs) you do and that's the thing it's unpredictable right labor's unpredictable we don't have a crystal ball and and that's why we can use kind of a gruff guy but there are always going to be women that are faster than their trip into hospital Yeah, um, exactly. And actually, if your baby's coming out so quickly that they're coming out in the car park or on the right. way to hospital, mm. 
everything's probably going to be fine. I know. The exactly. babies that cause trouble yeah. are the ones that are slow and, and they're oh, more complicated. So. Like both mine. I remember ring, ringing up the, <laughs> the hospital and being like, it's happening. The contractions are coming thick and fast. And they were like, okay, great. Come in soon. I was like, okay, great. I'll just lie down. And then I was like, oh. And then I went to sleep for seven hours through the night. And when I was like, what the fuck is this baby? It, it, mine were just staying put. So yeah. They were comfy. Exactly. Yeah, comfy, comfy. Exactly. Always wanted to be a midwife, but worried I'm too old now. This is a great question. Ooh. How do I get into midwifery care? Uh, how do I get into midwifery? Um, maybe I could be a care assistant. Yeah. I mean, you're not too old. No. Never too old. Come on. Never. And actually, um, lots of midwives start a little bit later in life because they don't really know about it or know they want to do it until they experience the maternity yeah. service. So that's not uncommon. It's not a profession that loads people go into kind of straight from school. So that's absolutely not a barrier. It obviously then depends on what you've done before. So what kind of qualifications you've got and so lots of people will go through an access course um, and then apply for midwifery based on that so there are lots of avenues for getting into it in later life which is awesome because some of the best midwives I know have done it after having their own children and hopefully there's going to be more apprenticeship options in the coming mm. years where you would start as a support worker and kind of work your way up that way so for those that kind of academic studies isn't isn't the best option for them but they'd be an awesome practical midwife, then that will hopefully be another option in the coming years. But we need Amazing. midwives. So come That's on, come yes. on. Yes. Oh, Let's recruit. <laughs> will a request for a plan C section be listened to if your first birth was traumatic? Yes. So it goes back to what we said at the beginning, right? Your body, your choice. You say, yes, it happens. You say, no, it doesn't. We do plan cesarean sections for a variety of reasons. And a previous traumatic birth is absolutely one of those. You would be invited to have a really thorough discussion with an obstetrician because we must remember that a cesarean section is major abdominal surgery. So yeah. we really need to kind of discuss the pros and cons and that for you. And also if you have got a, had have a previous traumatic birth and you're still living with some birth trauma, it's really important that we put in some psychological support for you. Yes. Um, because that's not something to just ignore and carry on with, especially if you're having another baby. Mm. We need to support your mental well-being. So really important that we, we get some support in place for you for that. Great. Brilliant. Love that. Um, lots of questions around the benefits of pregnancy massage. Now, is this is this vaginal massage that, that they're talking about? You know, like I was told that, is that, is that a thing for a perineal massage? <laughs> that's it. That's yes, it. That's it. The whole pan of worms. <laughs> You're looking at me going, what? No, no one else fucking does that. <laughs> Just you in your own time. <laughs> perineal massage. That's love, it. Love a bit of perineal massage. Okay. So your perineum is the area between your bum hole and your vaginal opening. A little bit of muscle and tissue there. Now, because of the stretching that happens with a vaginal birth, the perineum is the most susceptible area to some kind of tearing or trauma. And we know that around 85 to 90% of women who have a vaginal birth will have some kind of tearing. So the odds aren't in our favor. Um, so the idea with perineal massage is that it helps to reduce the risk of tearing, but specifically reducing the risk of tears into your back passage, which are these third or fourth degree tears yeah. that we really, really want to prevent if we can. But also it can help reduce the risk of things like an episiotomy, so a deliberate cut into the perineum, um, and it can reduce the risk of ongoing pain after birth and help mm. with that healing process. So perineal massage is great. And then postnatally, when you're sort of a few weeks or months down the line, some scar massage can really help as well with scar tissue rehabilitation. 
facilitation. Mm. So it's a big thumbs up from me, really. Yeah. I wish and I'd done that. Gonna... I wish I'd done yeah. that with the scarring because I've got some really bad scarring down there after two episio- well, an episiotomy and really bad tear. And mm. it, it, I don't think I'll ever get rid of it now. And it's I not really too late think, for some massage, not? Zoe. We'll have a chat off. off oh, great. Uh, yeah, off yeah, the no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that one. Zoe <laughs> 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 starts asking for a demo. I'll be gone. <laughs> oh, here we go. So this is another C-section question. But someone's saying my baby is measuring big. Should I go for a C-section if recommended or try a vaginal birth? Mm, such an interesting one. The term big baby we always have to be a little bit cautious because we know that scans aren't really accurate yeah they're not they're not a bad thing they're the best we've got right there's nothing yeah. better so we have to use them um because there's no alternative but we know there is discrepancy so it's not uncommon for someone to be told they've got a big baby that comes out and is a delightful little set of seven pound bundle and we're like where's that yeah. big baby in the yeah. same way we have that issue sometimes with small babies so we have to always be a little bit cautious what does big baby mean and what else is going on in that pregnancy we also don't know how big a baby is for that woman until they try and birth them. So some women have got a great pelvis that's an optimal size and shape and that baby's in a great position. So it might be nine pounds, but it's going to whiz through their pelvis, no drama. Other people might have a pelvis that's not quite as optimal and a baby that's not in a great position, but it's a normal size and they struggle to get through the pelvis. So it's really, really individual and it's what else is going on? Are there other complications in the pregnancy that means perhaps a vaginal birth is going to be perhaps more complicated and that's why there's a strong recommendation for cesarean section it's really about having an individual assessment with your with your care providers it's it's never and I never say there's any blanket rules when it comes to labor and birth because we're all so different there just can't be a this is the thing to do or or this is the best thing it's really individual Okay, great. Um, a few questions around birthing pool, pros and cons. Now, this is an interesting one for me because I wanted to have a water birth mm-hmm. and started off in the water and was like, this is amazing, really enjoying it. And then after like six hours, I was like, the baby's not coming. No. Like, something's got wrapping <laughs> I here. I hated the water. Yeah. I really hated it. Did you it. didn't like it? No, I really hated it. I was putting the hot boiling hot water on. I just wanted it hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. And, my, and like James and my mum were like, okay, we are going to pass out. If you keep putting so hot in here. On, that yeah. boiling. Get out. <laughs> so no, I didn't no, like funny, it. isn't it? And doesn't that just take, I, I, mean, I had a water birth. I stayed in the pool, right. loved it for labour oh, and for yeah. birth. But doesn't it just show how we're all so different? Yes. Like, so loads of women will say, I, you know, I have to have water. And I think the current statistic is that about 4% of babies are born in water. So it's really low. Wow. Yeah. And it just shows it, doesn't it? What works for someone and feels yeah. great for someone else doesn't feel for the other mm. person. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's great to just try it. And if you don't like it, get a towel and get out. Like it's not yeah. once you're in, that's it. You must stay in that water. Yeah. Um, some of the great things about water though, is that some people do find it really good for pain relief and it's great for mobility. And I harp on all the time about being in mobile positions in labor because it's great for optimizing the position of the baby in the pelvis and the size and shape of mum's pelvis. So it's really helpful. And the water can just, for some women, make that easier to achieve because you've got that nice like fluidity of moving around. Um, So for that, it can be really, really useful, but it's absolutely not for everybody. Um, And for some women, it may be advised against depending on their kind of pregnancy journey and and any complications that they may have cropped up on the way. So again, it's it's try it. And if you don't like it, hop out. It's no problem. Yeah. 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 Um, I love this question. What's your favorite part of your job? 
job and the worst. Oh, same. I, let's start with my favorite. I think that's going to be easier. My goodness, yeah. I feel beyond blessed to be a midwife. Um, in my eyes, it's like one of the best jobs in the world. Although I did speak to someone the other day whose job is to interview, interview, I don't know how you do that, laughing babies. And I was like, actually, that sounds quite fun. Interview laughing babies? Yeah, or he does like research on laughing babies. Oh, oh right, so he just yeah. listens to babies laughing. Yeah, I mean, that's a good job, isn't it? So until then, I thought that's I had cool the best job. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's kind of stole my thunder, but he was a nice guy. We'll let him off. And I feel, yeah, I feel really blessed. And for me... The magical thing is making sure that women, when they birth their babies, and I don't care what that looks like, you could be in the woods or you could be having a planned cesarean or an emergency forceps or whatever, is making sure at that moment that they feel like absolute superwomen. They feel so strong, so capable and so empowered by a positive experience because I genuinely believe that regardless of what your birth looks like, you can have a positive birth experience. If you are prepared and you're informed and you've made really confident, informed decisions throughout. So for me, that's magic. When a woman has, I don't know, a forceps birth that was absolutely bottom of their birth plan, but we pass on their baby and they're like, that was incredible. Like, I feel amazing. That was so positive. And they go on throughout their motherhood, remembering that feeling that for me is like golden. That's why I'm a midwife. And that's why I continue to practice in the NHS um, still. The worst part about my job, I mean, I feel like it's probably fairly well advertised at the moment that the NHS comes with its challenges. Um, And one of my big frustrations currently is around postnatal care. Um, Now I work in a birth setting. I'm a delivery suite sister. So I'm very much like birth, birth is my thing. But I've had a baby 18 months ago. and I am trained in kind of postnatal care and I just cannot get my head around how little there is for women when their body goes through such humongous change. Like if you had surgery to like your knee or your hip, it would be fairly standard that you would have this like support package afterwards and this Mm. like recovery and all these checkups and we have babies and it's like, you'll be all right, bye. Yeah. And then we have women with all sorts of difficulties physically and psychologically postpartum because of that. That is a frustration and part of part of the system, I suppose. It's larger than any individual that I really, really don't like. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for being so diplomatic. No, no, no. I think I think Georgia and I also feel like we have to bang that drum quite loudly Mm. because, you know, it's it's we we understand why in terms of the lack of funding to to be able to support mothers post postnatally, Mm. but it leaves us all feeling a bit um out in the cold confused frightened you know it's it's a big it's a big thing and actually when Mm. you hear other countries you know even for example in France the postnatal care there for their um pelvic floor that they actually have physio on their pelvic floor they do they do do. can you imagine I know and it makes sense like we've reshifted organs some women have still got their organs like under their diaphragm because they've not moved back naturally. Like, and we're just like, oh, Whoa. you're just a bit bloated. You just carry on. Oh like, God. makes no sense. Like, women no. are scared to run after their toddler in case they leak urine. And we just tell them to put a pad on because that's what the TV ad Yeah, say. or like, stay off stay off the trampoline. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, no, we should be fair. able to run and yeah. jump with our kids. Exactly. We'll be right back after this short break. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Okay, so here's one saying water's broken or not pros and cons so i think maybe they mean do you go in and get your waters broken or leave them to break naturally so essentially it's part of an induction of labor so it comes down to that induction of labor pros and cons so part of the induction of labor pathway would be breaking your waters so we try and get your cervix to open enough that your waters can then be broken and then we hope that that leaking of the fluid essentially helps stimulate um, contractions and labor hopefully continues now in the ideal world we don't do anything women go into spontaneous labor their waters break on their own accord and their body's natural physiology takes over and that's always the a game it's always what we want Um, but if induction has been recommended to you for a certain reason then that is often one of the kind of parts to play in that process basically yeah Okay. okay, amazing. George, can we ask about gas and air? I'm literally just going to go yeah. to that one because I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. Um, can I get some more info on gas and air being banned in some Essex hospitals? Mm. Pregnant with third and worried. Yeah, unsurprisingly, right? That's most I people's go-to. I didn't know go-to. anything about this. It's crazy. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's... Banned is a strong word, isn't it? It's a strong word. And and with the word banned makes, make, you know, we said at the beginning about that like defense mechanism yes. and seem like you need to fight. That just throws that straight to the forefront, doesn't yeah. it? So essentially there's been some issues and Essex isn't alone in this. It's been happening all around. Um, it's just the press has got hold of Essex really. Um, but there's been some issues with the use of Entonox. Now, the issue is not with the Entonox itself and not a danger for the mum, but for the staff working around Entonox, if there isn't proper ventilation, then it can be harmful for staff yep. to constantly be inhaling the Entonox if it's not being um, ventilated properly afterwards. So what hospitals are looking to do is to, they're testing essentially different spaces, how high the gas levels are. And if they're high enough that if someone's exposed to that for a long period of time, remember your midwife works like 12 hour shifts. So they're in that room with this Entonox for 12 hours. If those levels are unsafe, then obviously they can't have Entonox in that room until something changes. Um, So at the moment there's been some testing and unfortunately some places in Essex have been found those levels are a bit high. So they're now exploring um, and this this came out a little while ago so it may be that now things are different um, yeah. but they're exploring how to make that safer essentially um, but it may be that that's not in every room or they've got they can open the windows and that brings the levels down so there'll be sort of ways around it it's not that they're saying right if you come here no one is using Entonox because we've just decided we don't like it it's not it's not like that and and it's really about making sure we support women and if you think actually I'm birthing in a hospital where I think this is an issue then have a little chat with your community midwife to see like 
what's yeah. actually happening and what the alternatives are and if there's a plan in place because it's it's probably not as blanket and as scary as the press ever make it okay of course i mean yeah. absolutely oh my um, gosh. that's not what you want to read do though, what? is it scaremonger yeah. us what <laughs> never no um could we could we get um there's quite a few questions around this can you have um a vaginal birth after two c-sections one emergency and one elective mm, yeah good question so the I mean, in short, yes. Um, is it advised? Often not. Um, and that's because with when women have had a previous cesarean section, we're concerned about the risk of that scar starting to open or the uterus then rupturing. So that's always the risk. Now, that risk is low. It's less than 1% when you've had one previous cesarean section. So for most women that have had one, we would encourage and support a vaginal birth with future pregnancies as long as there was no other complications. When you've had more than one cesarean section and the more that you have, the slightly higher that risk becomes. Right. So again, it's not a no because it's your body and your choice, but it's about having that individualized risk assessment to say, well, let's look at your previous cesarean sections. Were they completely uncomplicated or were there some complications that mean for you that percentage looks a little bit higher or a little yep. bit lower? And then how do you feel about that? You know, do you feel that that percentage is really comfortable and you're happy with that risk? You know, can we avoid things like induction of labor that make that risk even higher? You know, can we see if you go into spontaneous labor and make a plan sort of for and against that? So it comes down to having, again, that, that individualized risk assessment and seeing what feels comfortable to you. So yes, it is possible, but a little bit of extra kind of care planning needed. Lovely. Um, and just to finish up, because we haven't got very much time and we'd love to do another one with you, but there's been quite a few questions on, you know, is there any correlation between like your first birth and your second birth? So if you had a really long first birth, does that mean you're going to have a longer second birth or will it be quicker? Or basically, is there any pattern that you can look for? Yeah. So, I mean, we're all beautifully different, aren't we? Which is part of the joy of being women. But generally, second babies are quicker. And that's because with your first baby, your body has to do all these different things it's never done before. So it kind of does it like step by step by step by step. When your body's done that before, you've got this awesome muscle memory. So things kind of happen simultaneously. So your cervix shortens and opens and thins all at the same time, rather than doing it kind of in a, in a step-by-step ladder approach. So it tends to all just happen a bit quicker, which is great news if you had like a three-day labor the first time, you can hopefully shave a few days yes. off that second time. Yep, here, over here. And it definitely <laughs> does happen a bit quicker. So not much, but a little bit. <laughs> um, Pip, thank you so much for coming oh. on you've been an absolute joy to chat to so informative I feel like I've learned so much from yeah that, me you, too yeah definitely and if you've got any pregnant mates then absolutely get them to listen to this podcast because Pip you are uh, just amazing so thank yeah you. a fountain of knowledge <laughs> thank yeah. you so much <laughs> for coming for on so useful what an amazing q a i know do you know what i wish this had been around when i was pregnant i know, I know. <laughs> oh man <laughs> why didn't someone else have this idea <laughs> well thank god they didn't yeah i know exactly let's do our products let's yeah, do let's them. do it do you want to kick us your off? hospital bag yeah yes our products yeah so let's do it. i'm gonna kick us off with something i took into both my births with axel and Gigi, and it, i found it really hard to know what to wear in the hospital because obviously yeah. you need access if you're having a vaginal birth to your vagina 
Um, so yes. I bought some button-up night shirts. So H&M have them. They're amazing. I actually wear mine yeah, now. they're gorgeous. Not the same one I took into hospital. But um, yeah, just go on H&M. They're, they're like linen night shirts. So you don't get really hot in them. Um, and they are actually quite nice. So yeah. It's really difficult. Like you said, it's really difficult to know what to do when you're, when you're actually birthing your baby. It's really yeah. hard to know what to wear. Because, um, you know, you, d- you, you just you know you've never been in that position before if it's your first time so you're like you don't want a short t-shirt you don't want anything tight and the idea of wearing like you know 90s make me feel slightly unwell so but the shirt version that you've got is is gorgeous it's like wearing an oversized shirt over your bikini on holiday so there we go (laughs) Um, I'm going to go on to one of my favourite products at the moment it's from um like a beauty brand that are both you and I absolutely love Emma Hardy and she's got this um, it's like a hydrating plump and glow spray it's just like really hydrating for your skin the hospitals can be quite dry you know and if you're birthing at home again it's just really nice if someone can just just be there just spraying your face a little bit I took mine in with me when I had Luna and Kit um, and yeah it's just really long lasting really hydrating and it just makes you feel just a little bit better oh I love that um, do you know what both times having Axel and Gigi in the hospital I was starving and James yeah, yeah, yeah. and my mum left me with no money to go and buy like you know go to the MS in the hospital or the Costa How or selfish. I know so I would say to anybody stock up on snacks and yes like I had fizzy sweets and I had all of that kind of stuff definitely but actually if you're in there for a few days you'll just feel like crap if you just eat crap all the time yeah. so I would stock up on like some of the deliciously Ella snacks so they still like hit that sweet craving but they're actually not that bad for you. So like, I know you love the peanut one, don't you? Yeah, um, love it. There's, I mean, there's loads and they actually, yeah, they've got loads of protein in them and they're actually... Great for energy you. as well. Yeah, they'll yeah. keep you full. They are good. So yeah, I'd say those. Uh, and my final product is to pack in the hospital bag is a magnetic sleep suit for baby. So baby Maury have one um, and uh, also magnetic mouse who we absolutely love. And yeah. it's just, uh, I don't know, uh, for me... All those like buttons that you're supposed to be able to do up on the baby grows and you know it's just frustrating and long and then you realize that you've actually skipped a button and then you have to undo them and do them all again so either the ones yes. with the zips or the ones with the mag- the magnets in them are really really handy so just make sure you're taking sort of three or four of those with you for baby really great yeah all right well thank you so much for listening to today's q a as always uh, we're really sorry if we didn't get to your question um but um you know these podcasts are for you so you can always dm us if we didn't manage to answer yours today and as always we'd love love you to rate review subscribe and give the podcast a little follow yeah and if you've got any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover in these friday q a's then please do send them over because we want them to be useful for you and um, we're on at made by mamas on instagram and you can send over your questions there we'll be back on tuesday made by mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason insanity group 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.